Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Alcina Lloyd, and this is The Daily Download. Today, HousingLare's HW Plus Managing Editor, Brenna Nath, will continue our forbearance coverage by discussing the Federal Housing Finance Agency's announcement that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac will now begin buying some mortgages that are in forbearance. I'll also cover Senate's approval on additional funding for the nation's small business loan program, an uptick in U.S. home prices, and a retreat in mortgage application volume. But before we listen, here's a word from our sponsor. Extraordinary challenges demand extraordinary solutions. CoreLogic is uniquely positioned to help you navigate this historic disruption. Whether it's virtual home showings, flexible employment verifications, or automated loan modification engines, CoreLogic delivers the data-driven solutions, targeted insights, and deep domain expertise trusted by the nation's most successful mortgage lenders. Explore how CoreLogic can help you today. Visit corelogic.com forward slash COVID-19. Thanks for listening, and here's Brenna Nath on the Federal Housing Finance Agency's announcement that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac will now begin buying some mortgages that are in forbearance. For our first story today, we're continuing to follow the impact forbearance requests are having on the market and how the industry is choosing to respond. In breaking news this morning from Housing Wire's Ben Lane, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac announced that they will begin buying some mortgages that are in forbearance within the first month, citing the need to keep the mortgage market working for current and future homeowners during these challenging times. Under the GSE's current policies, mortgage loans either in forbearance or delinquent are ineligible for delivery under enterprise requirements. However, today's action lifts that restriction for a limited period of time and only for mortgages meeting certain eligibility criteria. While the FHFA announcement doesn't provide much detail on the limited period of time that this policy will be in place, nor does it specify the certain eligibility criteria for the loans in question, subsequent announcements from the GSEs did provide much more detail on the loans the companies will purchase. For starters, eligible loans will be priced to mitigate the heightened risk of loss to the enterprises from these loans. According to the GSEs, they will charge a loan-level price adjustment of 500 basis points for loans where the borrower is a first-time homebuyer. For all other loans, the GSEs will charge 700 basis points. So, some quick math there, on a $200,000 loan to a first-time homebuyer, for example, it would cost the lender $10,000 to sell the loan, meaning the lender is losing money on the loan. On the other hand, the alternative would be for the lender to keep a delinquent loan on their books. This solution at least allows the lender to sell the loan and preserve some liquidity. According to the GSEs, these companies will only be buying back loans that go into forbearance after the loan closing but before the loan is sold to the GSEs. Additionally, the loans in question can be no more than one month delinquent. Put more simply, the GSEs will only buy loans that go into forbearance within one month of the loan closing. Beyond that, the GSEs are also only buying loans in early forbearance for one month. The policy also only applies to purchase loans or a no-cash-out refinance. FHFA Director Mark Calabria said in a statement that they're focused on keeping the mortgage market working for current and future homeowners during these challenging times, adding that purchases of these previously ineligible loans will help provide liquidity to mortgage markets and allow originators to keep lending. We'll continue to follow the news around liquidity concerns, and for the rest of today's episode, here's Alcina Lloyd. 
Thank you for listening. And to wrap our briefing, I'll begin with Senate's approval on additional funding for the nation's small business loan program. According to an article written by Kathleen Howley, the Senate approved $320 billion of additional funding on Tuesday for the Paycheck Protection Program. The program aims to provide loans to small businesses crippled by coronavirus shutdowns, with $60 billion earmarked this time for community banks and small lenders. The package also included an additional $75 billion for hospitals, with a big chunk going to rural areas that are just beginning to get hit with COVID-19 infections. Additionally, $25 billion will be provided to expand COVID-19 testing nationwide, and $60 billion will go to emergency disaster loans and grants. Two weeks ago, Democrats in the Senate blocked a stripped-down bill Majority Leader Mitch McConnell tried to pass that provided $250 billion of additional funding for PPP without addressing funding for hospitals or testing. Since then, Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin has been negotiating with Speaker Nancy Pelosi to work out a deal that will win approval in the House of Representatives. Pelosi and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer issued a joint statement on Wednesday saying they supported the bill after the additions of the set-aside of some of the PPP funds with small lenders and the provisions for frontline hospitals and Code Boy 19 testing. And now heads to the House where Pelosi has said it is likely to pass. Our next story comes from the Federal Housing Finance Agency and was also written by Kathleen Howley. According to the FHFA, prices for single-family homes rose 5.7% in February from a year earlier, reflecting the condition of the housing market before the COVID-19 pandemic hit the U.S. economy. The index, which measures the purchases of houses using loans backed by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, rose at a faster pace than the 5.3% annual gain seen a year ago. While every area of the U.S. posted gains, the mountain region, which includes Colorado and Arizona, led the way with an 8.1% annualized increase. This was followed by a 6.2% gain in the Pacific area that includes California and a 6.1% advance in the South Atlantic division that includes Georgia and South Carolina. The Middle Atlantic region that includes New Jersey and New York increased 5.8%. The West North Central area that includes Nebraska and Kansas grew 5.6%. And the West South Central region that includes Texas advanced 4.2% according to the report. Our last story was written by Phil Hall and covers last week's mortgage application volume, which dipped 0.3% on a seasonally adjusted bias from the prior week, according to the Mortgage Bankers Association. MBA says refinance applications also decreased by 1% in the same time period, remaining 225% higher than the same week a year ago. The refinance share of mortgage activity slid to 75.4% of total applications, while MBA's index measuring applications for home purchase loans increased 2% from a week earlier. On an unadjusted bias, it was 3% higher than the previous week, but was still 31% lower than the same week a year ago, marking the first time in six weeks that purchase activity was on the rise. Joel Kahn, MBA's Associate Vice President of Economic and Industry Forecasting, said California and Washington, which are two states that have been hit hard by COVID-19, saw another week of rising activity, partly driving the overall increase. For the rest of the nation's mortgage activity, Khan says it was mostly on pause as the pandemic-related economic stoppage caused some buyers and sellers to delay their decisions until there are signs of a turnaround. All in all, Khan says this has resulted in reduced buyer traffic, less inventory, and March existing home sales falling to their slowest annual pace in nearly a year. Thanks for listening to today's top stories, and the Housing Wire team will be back again tomorrow to cover the top stories that you need to know in the daily download.